0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Crazy for this yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I made it a little bit last night. I talked all night, made love all night. I made it a little bit last night. I don't know if that's right. I let like her in my room. I made it a little bit last night. I no time, got down, to it's I made a little bit that I'ma save me, lose my I'm mind I made a, a little bit last night And we fucked all night, made love all night I made a little bit, my smith, she the shit So I had to bow down, on sorry So you ain't got a man, he got lost in the sauce On his journey, on his path, you your ride So bring it here to me, let me make you lose your mind you it for, I feel the voice night may love all night I made the little bit last night I don't know if that's right I let her my right I made the little bit last night I can't waste no time. I doubt she was fine I made the little bit that I'm going me lose my mind I made a little bit last night and we fucked all night made love all night I made the little bit last night I don't know if that's right I let her my right I made the little bit last night I can't waste no time I doubt she was fine I made the little bit that I'm me lose my mind I met that little bitch last night. I let like her in my right, yeah, like she was mine. She coulda got off on the nigga, set me up for the you know what on the side. But Phyllis, when I saw what you was, who you are, just gotta to got one time. You ain't got love I made a little bit last night I couldn't waste no time got down she was fine I made the little bit that I'm gonna say me lose my mind I made a little bit last night and we fucked all night made love all night I made a little bit last night I don't know if that's right I let her my right I made the little bit last night I couldn't waste no time got down she was fine I made the little bit that I'm gonna me lose my mind I made a little bit last night and we fucked all night made love all night I made the little bit last I let her my right I made the little bit lad. Now I can't waste no time got Johnson's so fun
2: episode of Indie Fire right here with your girl, Nakia. And it's Two Tuesdays. Yes, it seems like we're only on the air on Tuesdays for some reason. Like, I don't remember Thursday shows. I don't know. Either way, that was Royal Diamond uh, out of Columbia, South Carolina with a little bit. Make sure that you're, if you're in the Dillon, South Carolina area, I don't know where that is, but if you're in that area, um, this coming Sunday, the 30th. Um, He will be performing live along with uh, mainstream artists, Rennie Rucci, Young Dolph, and Yellow Beasy. So that's this Sunday, the 30th, in Dillon, South Carolina. It's a Freak Meet Bash. I thought Freak Meet was over. I didn't know they brought it back. Um, I guess for people who are my age, when we did that shit in the 90s, you know, um, yeah, like I don't ever want to do that again, ever ever but again if you're in the area make sure you're checking it out you can follow me on social media if you follow me on social media you'll see the um advertisement for that show all right so we all know we're coming down to the end of june we got like five days left in june and uh that's gonna end what's officially known as black history black music damn black music month all right um but as we all know Black Music Month continues, um, just like Black History Month, it continues for us. um, It's it's long going. It doesn't just stop. It's not just, um, you know, defined by one month. So uh, today we just spotlight um, Michael Jackson. Let me back up just a little bit and just tell you, um, for you all who may not know what Black History Month is, Black Music Month, and I've been saying it's all month long. Like, I haven't messed up all month long, but I think I had one too many glasses of wine before the show, and so now I'm just all over the place. All right, so um, African American Appreciation Month is an annual celebration of African American music in the United States. It was initiated as Black Music Month by President Jimmy Carter, who um, on June 7, 1979, decreed that June would be the month of Black music. In 2009, the commemoration was given its current name by President Barack Obama. In his 2016 proclamation, Obama noted that African American music and musicians have helped the country to dance, to express our faith through song, to march against injustice, and to defend our country's enduring promise of freedom and opportunity for all. So, yes, we have been spotlighting an artist or a musical contribution throughout the month of June. Um, feel free to tune in or, or or look at any of these social media pages and you'll see the artists that we had the opportunity to spotlight this month. But today, we chose to spotlight Michael Jackson. Um, I really don't need to tell you who Michael Jackson is, um, but he um, was an American singer, songwriter, and dancer. He was dubbed the King of Pop, and he is widely, widely regarded as one of the most significant cultural figures of the 20th century and one of the greatest entertainers of all time. We spotlighted him today because today marks the 10th anniversary of his death. On June twenty fifth, 2019, um, singer Michael Jackson died of acute propolol, propofol and benzodiazepine intoxication at his home in North Carolwood Drive in the Homey Hills neighborhood of Los Angeles. Um, his physician at the time, Conrad Murray, found him in his room not breathing um, and with a weak pulse. He did administer CPR, um, but that was, you know, to no avail. Um, Security called 911, and he was pronounced um, deceased, with that on arrival, I guess, at Ronald Reagan UCLA Medical Center. One day before his birthday in 2009, so August 28, 2009, the Los Angeles coroner um, concluded that Jackson's death was a homicide. I don't know if a lot of you knew that. Like, I know you probably know, like, bits and pieces of how all of this played out. But um, his prior doctor was convicted of involuntary manslaughter in 2011 and served two of his four-year prison sentence for good behavior. So today we spotlight the King of Pop, Michael Jackson. Over the weekend, I don't know if any of you have the opportunity to watch um the BET Music Awards, I did not have the opportunity to do so, um, but I've seen, you know, clips and everything, and I've heard people talk about, you know, the winners and the performances and, and all that good stuff, but just in case you missed it, like I did, let me fill you in really quickly on the winners for the 2019 BT Music Awards. So the video of the year went to Childish Gambino for This Is America, Best Mel R&B Pop, went to Bruno Mars, a lot of these look so familiar from last year. I swear. Uh, The best female R&B and pop went to Beyonce. Uh, The best male hip-hop artist went to Nipsey Hussle. Rest in peace. Best female hip-hop artist went to my cousin, Cardi B. Best new artist went to Lil Baby. Not the baby, but Lil Baby. All right. Best collaboration, Travis Scott featuring Drake with Sicko Mode. Album of the year for Invasion of Privacy went to Cardi B. The Viewer's Choice Award went to LMA for Trip. Um, The Dr. Bobby Jones Best Gospel or Inspirational Album for the second year went to Snoop Dogg featuring Rance Allen, uh, Blessing Me Again. The Best Movie went to Black K.K. Klansman. Kind of like that, throw the K's in there. The Young Stars Award went to Marseille Martin, 14-year-old producer. uh, Best Actress Regina King, Best Actor, Michael B. Jordan, Sportswoman of the Year for probably like the third or fourth year that I know of, Serena Williams, Sportsman of the Year, Stretched Up this. Steph Curry. The BET Her Award went to Her for Hard Place. The Video Director of the Year went to Karina Evans. The Best International Act went to Burn a Boy out of Nigeria. And the Best New International Act went to show Matt Josie out of South Africa. So congratulations to all the nominees as well as to all of the winners. I heard Mary and Lil' Kim, or could I just say Mary, um, like lift the stage up. I can't wait to see that part of the show. Like, I don't think I really want to see. I've seen Cardi's performance. I don't think I want to see nobody else but Mary. Um, so again, those are all the winners. Uh, congratulations to the nominees and the winners again on behalf of Nikia and Indy Fire. I've talked enough, right? Because you know the show ain't about me. I can sit here and talk the whole hour because uh, you guys know how I do, but the show isn't about me. So I want to get right in and talk to my guest because I got a lot of questions. I got a lot of questions for her. Um, this this episode here is going to get really, really, really down and dirty, and you guys know how I am, so um, that's right in my ballpark, right? I'm talking about uh, Pinterest Monique. She's a 33-year-old author who just recently moved to Orlando, Florida from Cincinnati, Ohio, but she was raised in Marietta, Georgia. Needless to say, she has lived in quite a few places. She is the author of nine books as of May 1st, 2019, and had her first book published in June of 2017. She is so very excited and thankful for the opportunity that Portia Sterling with Royalty Publishing House has provided her with. By making her a published author, she states that she will forever have gratitude. She has been writing professionally for almost two years and she also does some freelance writing putting together bios for celebrity DJs. Pinchless Monique states that her personality ain't for everybody. But, and that's a lot of use and a lot of tease, she definitely puts a smile on your face and will make you laugh. She has been dubbed your boyfriend's fave writer. Now that's hashtag. Let me back up, All all Alright, your boyfriend's Fave Writer, and hashtag your fave author, fave author, for a reason. You can find her books and other works on Amazon, eBay, and libraries, Wattpad, on the Lit app, and on her blog. And if I listen to audience, I present to you this evening my special guest, the published author, Monique. How are you this evening? Hi. I'm great. How are you? I am well. I am well. I I keep forgetting to when I, and I sit here and I wait for the pause. Like, it's me that I'm waiting on, and I don't realize it until after the fact. But once I say the guest name, you know, there's supposed to be all this applause, like, yay, woo! But But I really, I keep forgetting to push the button. So every week I sit and wait for the applause. But, of course, it never comes because I forget to push the button. Mm-hmm. Yeah, needless. The needless was beautiful though. Thank you, thank you. I'm so glad to have you here with me. I've been, I don't know, I've been drinking wine all the afternoon in anticipation of this interview. And I think since we first connected, I and I, I, um, saw the genre that you write in. I've been anticipating this interview, and so I'm super excited to have her here with me. This evening um i don't even remember how we met probably through probably through fred or chanel uh, shout out to chanel uh she's probably listening or chanel she's probably listening out of tampa florida or fred Beatty out of tampa florida uh, we probably met through one of uh, these phenomenal authors and um again i've just been dying to have her here on the show with me, um, I did not get the opportunity to read, <laughs> shame on me, I know, to read any of her uh, books, not even an excerpt of anything, um, but just, look, we follow each other on Facebook, so uh, the interactions that we have daily or um, that I see, you know, from social media, uh, I can tell she's definitely my cup of tea, most definitely, um, uh, we we lost her for a minute, so you know you might hear me rambling over here. Um, but we lost her; she'll be calling back in soon. I'm quite sure. Um, so I, I do want to let me say this, let me say this, let me say this. Hold on, we never had a call back in. We'll be traveling early, early in the morning, because my mother retires tomorrow. I'm sorry, her retirement dinner is tomorrow. She retires on Monday, July the first, and so she's been with Coca-Cola. Bottling company um, based out of Atlanta, based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, for the past 40 years. All right? So, for all of you who are my real friends, you really know my age, you know that's all of my life, minus a couple years, right? When we came back from Germany, my mother started with Coke in 1979 and um, in New Bern, North Carolina. Tomorrow, um, she will have her retirement dinner at the same location that she started at 40 years ago. So I'm stoked because I get to see a lot of my family that are going to be there, people that, you know, I consider family that have been in my life, you know, for the past 40, 30, 20, 10 years, um, because they have, you know, been mentors of hers. They have been bosses, you know, counterparts or whatever, but I'm so excited because I get to see all these people tomorrow. And I'm I'm mainly um, excited because when you talk about Black Girl Magic, like I think of my mother, just embodies that in every possible way. Um, once she retires, you know, we we talked about this back in October. She traveled to Nicaragua to do mission trip for for Coca Cola. Well, she'll be traveling in three more weeks, going back to Nicaragua again for almost two weeks. Um, for another mission trip, and as soon after that, she'll be going to Africa, and as soon after that, you know what I'm saying, it's Honduras, so my mom is, she's dedicating, like, I can't wait to see, like, I thought Coke was, you know, the shit, because, again, that's all I've ever known, and no, I've never drank a Pepsi product, but uh, that's all I've ever known, but I see so much more in store for her uh, once she retires, you know, we thought she was just going to die at, at Coke. Like, we already picked out our, her Coke can casket and, you know, the whole nine. But, you know, it, it came as a huge shock, you know, earlier this year when she said, no, I'm, I'm going to retire. Like, I need to take time for my grandkids and, and blah, blah, blah. But I just see the next phase of her life being, you know, just the epitome of someone living their best life. So on air, congratulations to my mother, uh, Brenda farrell Qualls. Forty years with coke. That's just it's um, phenomenal. Like I can't stay on a job like two years because I'd be ready to catch a case and shit. So, uh, best of luck to you, mommy, and all that you set your hands, your foot, your heart to do um, henceforth. I talked enough. I got my guest back. Boom. All right, mama. What okay. happened? Okay, so it's hurricane
3: season. We are. I'm literally in the middle of a thunderstorm right now. You know I'm oh. in Florida, so it rains literally every day. Um, you have to take an umbrella, so you it could be twelve o'clock in the afternoon and start raining. It could be seven o'clock at night and start raining. It could rain for twenty minutes. It could rain for seven hours. You just never know. It's crazy. But yeah, that's what's going on right now. We're in the middle of a thunderstorm, and it took forever for me to call back in because I could not get any service.
2: Oh my gosh! No, I'm I'm not I'm not allowed in Orlando. Last time I was there, we kind of showed out. So we mentioned our last names and we can't oh, come back, you know. That's <laughs>
3: what I'm, I'm trying to do that in all the big cities in Florida now that I'm here. Tampa, <laughs> Jacksonville, Miami, Florida. Yes. I'm trying to go and get yes. kicked out of all yes. of them.
2: Hell, yes. Call me. Call me. I can go anywhere but Orlando, but call me. That's definitely. Me. I'm down. I got the bottle. Oh. Um say so, so I wanna jump like I wanna jump right into this. because uh, 'cause I'm so I'm fascinated by all the the authors that have been on the show the past I wanna say five months. It has been nothing but this community, this literary community is humongous. All right. Mm-hmm. So it I, is like everybody, like I think who was on Tuesday? Tuesday was the author. Like last Tuesday was the author. You know what I mean? Like the Tuesday before that was the author. You know right, what I mean? So right, So, Munich is large. But everybody has their own genres, all right? So, um, I call them the boring genres because, I mean, I, they don't do anything for me. All right. But right. This erotica really does a lot for me. Just It, it does a lot My for shit. me. So, uh, for those people who may not know what um, erotic fiction is, can you talk about it?
3: Okay. Well, um, just like the word sounds erotic, it's fiction more geared towards um a lot of sex and sexuality as opposed to romance or the hood stuff that's going on and stuff like that. Um, it's just a whole lot of sexy stuff. Um, a lot of eroticas have a storyline in between. It's obviously something that's going on, so it's just not a whole bunch of sex just going on. So Storyline, it could be drama, it could be, you know, deep, it could be funny, it could be romance or whatever, but what separates, like, my very first book, um, when I submitted it and got it back or whatever from the editor, she was like, this book has way more, like, the mo- way more sex than I expected. Like, it's the most sex I've <laughs> ever seen in a quote-unquote quote urban fiction book that I've ever seen. But the character, the main character is um, a lawyer with a sex addiction. So she moonlights as an escort and she gets caught up in a whole bunch of bullshit like that. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot of sex um, in that book. So it was just funny. That's what separates a regular fiction book, urban fiction book, from an erotica fiction book, Um, the amount of sex. (laughs) Storyline's still there, drama's still there, or whatever's still there, romance is still there, but there's just a whole lot of sex going on.
2: What's the difference between erotic fiction and porn?
3: Well, I mean, erotic fiction can be porn if you can visualize it. Like, I'm a very visual person right when I'm writing my sex things. Like, I'm talking about what color she is, how wet they get in. I'm talking about the sun shining in through the blinds off your body. And I'm talking about the sweat and the scent in the air and the sounds in the room, mate. whether it's a like you in the kitchen getting it on us, the kitchen clock ticking or whatever. Like, that's how deep I go. So it can turn into that, like, if if your imagination allows you to take it there. It can definitely turn it. It's just another way to visualize it. You're not looking at it, visualizing it. You're reading, visualize it. And it has the same effect. It's going to do the same thing to you. People tell me all the time, like I'm on Wattpad. I got a story on Wattpad, and they tell me all the time, like, girl, every time I read your shit, I'm always touching on myself. I got to go clean myself up, girl. Like, that's <laughs> what it's supposed to do to you. So it gives you the same effect as porn. So I don't really see a difference, like.
2: That, that would have been my next question. Do you think your readers get the two mixed up, like porn and and being erotic? Um, no, they know the difference. Um, some
3: people may feel more comfortable with receiving that through reading. It's easier to read it as opposed to have to risk getting caught watching porn. <laughs> like you can even okay, read thanks. a book at 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 work and be Cool because you don't have to worry about anybody knowing what you're doing. So I think people feel more comfortable with reading erotica as opposed to watching porn. Therefore, they do it more. But like I said, it gives them the same sensation, the same feeling. It takes your mind to the same place. Them endorphins start releasing and stuff like that. Pleasure see, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Same difference. But what about romance versus
2: erotica? Like, I feel like. The freak that I am, I, I can't be romantic. Like, I don't know how to do that no more. That's just, that's been gone, you know? um, How do you differentiate between the two?
3: Yeah, you can be, you could be erotic without the romance. Like, you could just, an erotica story can just be all sex. Maybe it's with the same partner and it's some BDSM type shit going on or whatever the situation may be, and no feeling and no love be involved in it and not be romance at all, and it just be strictly, you know, the sex and some other stuff going on, and then you can have it with the romance in it and you got a real live love story, somebody falling in love, um, and the sex is really good and they having sex all over the city or whatever you wanna to add to it. Um, so they kinda they can go hand in hand the and then again they don't cause you don't have to have one you can have one without the other. You can have erotica without romance, you can have romance without erotica and then
2: you can combine the 2
3: mm-hmm. Why
2: did you start writing erotic fiction?
3: Oh, um, nasty. <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: <laughs>
3: I just like it, like that's just fun. Um, yeah. Answer. <laughs> I'm a sexual person, that's what it is. I I I'll be thirty four in September. I didn't come out of my shell literally until my late twenties. So Aww. it's just like I I got out of a bad relationship. I moved to another city, um, and kinda of like blossomed from there. And it was on and popping. <laughs>
2: No, so I just
3: kind of I just discovered my sexuality and I I just enjoy writing erotica. I write other things as well too, but just that's just my thing. So like when my publisher came to me, her assistant um, sent me an email. It was like they their thing is romance. They do romance, Um, but the lit app, like you mentioned when you was um, introducing me, had paranormal romance on there. urban romance, urban fiction, all kinds of stuff, um, and erotica. So they was like, you know, you can't do erotica normally and put it out on Amazon, but we got you on the Lit app. I jumped all over it. So that came out um, last Tuesday, actually a week ago. Um, Today it came out, Prescription for Addiction, and it's available on the Lit app. And that's my first considered published erotica, despite all the other sex that's going on in my other books. Well let me download
2: the app right now. Um, what do you
3: think sex sells? I always say it's two things that bring complete that can bring complete strangers together and make them the best of friends. Drugs and sex. Like everybody (laughs) partakes in sex one way or another. It's true. Like complete strangers could be out somewhere in a club and they gonna get high together, or they are gonna go home together and have sex. But they're gonna it's gonna bring two complete strangers together, right? Um, but
2: I yeah, laugh, like it's just some have like I, I had a flashback because that's true. <laughs> I think alcohol, alcohol, drugs, and
3: sex. Mm-hmm. sex See that together. that kind of yeah. goes one in one. Alcohol and drugs. That's kind of like alcohol slash drugs. Yeah. So that's kind of like the same category, same difference. Yep, yep, yep. But um yeah, it's it's, it's everywhere already. People partaking in, you know, their own ways. You know, you got people that still look at magazines. Old ass porn magazines. You got people that, you know, go to websites, <laughs> porn up. hub and I I've i listen, I've seen the magazines in people's houses before. Them shits is still popping apparently. Man. It's, I, thought it's everybody I mean it's right there the it, technology You can go in the bathroom I guess And pop off and do what you're going to do And go about your business You know Older hmm. people ain't really hip on the technology And stuff they ain't trying to get True. caught on no phone So the magazine True. is just easier For them You know that's some old geezer ass shit That's what I call it anyway <laughs> I can't be mean And judgmental and use the word geezer Though cause you know <laughs> It might be my uncle or something talking shit.
2: But when you're writing about good sex scenes, how do you use description?
3: Um so I'll um I'm already describing my characters anyway throughout the books for visual effects for my readers. So I like to use um flavors like chocolate skin, caramel skin, butterscotch skin, um, cream, when I'm talking about a female coming, whipped cream, honey, um, nectar, stuff like that. So I got a thing to about using flavors. I don't know, but. I'm describing um, their their physical attributes to what's going on. And like I said, I might talk about the sun coming in because they having morning sex right now and the sun rays is bouncing off of them. Or it could be some romantic shit with some candles lit and the shadows are cascading off the wall. Um, the scent of the candles that's burning is filling up the air mixed with the scent of the sex that's filling up the air. Shit like that of course the moons is going to be Filling up the room so I try To get as detailed as possible to put uh, The image In your head I talk about the positions Switching positions none of my Sex scenes they're going to be in the same position during the sex scene They're going to always switch positions That's how crazy I am What's
2: the most erotic sex scene you've ever written
3: Oh my gosh Um I can't really say because my story on Wattpad is about um, – I got it broken up. It's like a. I I got it set up like a TV show. So it's like a season one with episodes and a season two with episodes. And each week I do a different – add on to the previous story. And it started off with a chick being a voyeur and watching her neighbors who keeps their blinds open have sex. Um, after a couple of episodes – they make eye contact, um, and notice that she's pleasuring herself to them. Um, and they invite her over and now they are in a full blown poly relationship. So those sex scenes get real deep. Um, they begin at end the dude that they that they both <laughs> deal with be on some strong shit like here have one girl on this face holding around, he's standing up and then hitting another girl from the back and he just be on some wild shit.
2: Now is it that you have I know you said you were you were in your late twenties when you blossomed. But mm-hmm. you find that you like about more of a like from a place that you know, you're able to express your creative imagination or do some true life experiences yourself or either someone else has told you about or how do you write
3: well I'm writing from experience now that's what made me blossom I ain't gonna lie um I was introduced <laughs> I was the relationship I was in before was 11 years it lasted 11 years I was young when I got into it um and it took most of my 20s but in that relationship, there was no fulfillment in any aspect um, of the relationship, um, and we had kids and things like that. Um, so when I got out that relationship, I guess you could say I started smelling myself, as the old folks would say. But mm-hmm. you know, I got out there, start testing the waters and shit, and start realizing, you know, the power of sex. <laughs> And now I write from experience. I do. I can say, like, for instance, my um, story on Wattpad I was just talking about um, is based on fantasy. Um, I don't have that type of relationship, a poly relationship, but sometimes I do write off of fantasy. But for the most part, I write off of experience. You wouldn't believe how many of my books got actual shit in it that's done. I done witnessed, and that's not happened to me or that's not happened to somebody I know or anything. Like, it's a lot of shit that's um, real-life shit in my book. I want to say in, in, in each and every one of my books is at least a scene that I went down that, I done, that don't really happen.
2: Do you try to cater around um, writing from that perspective like, like uh, experiences, or do you lean more towards what your listeners, I'm sorry, listeners, your readers, are your fans, what they want you to write about?
3: Yeah, I'm going to always write what they want me to write about because what's the point of writing? It's just like in a relationship, if you know your dude don't like weave, we just going to say that, why would you put it on? Why would you go get your hair done with a whole bunch of weaving your hair knowing that the man that you're with don't like weave? That would be stupid. It's kind of the same thing. Why would I put something out that my readers don't want me to read? Like, they actually tell me, can you write a story about this? Boom, 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 boom. Um, and, like, with uh, the side chick story that came out in April, um, they were like, ooh, your part two should be boop, 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 boop. That would be so dope, right?" Like, and they're going to want to read it. So, of course, I'm going to always take their advice and ask, you know, talk to them, ask questions, answer questions, and stuff like that, and and write stories catered to their liking. But at some point in time, eventually I'm going to branch out to other genres as well.
2: So I'm just uh, reading, or I've been reading feedback reviews from, you know, your fans, and everything I've seen has been positive. I know that you get negative reviews. How do you take the good with the bad? Um,
3: a lot of times the reviews are just, in my opinion, they're just silly. Like they'll say something like, oh, this book just, it it was a good storyline, but it flowed. It was all right. Like it wasn't nothing special. I won't recommend it. So, I mean, I don't expect every one of my books to be everyone's cup of tea. I don't expect everybody to read my type of book and like they like it because I know it's not going to be for everybody. It's not going to be everybody's taste. In the beginning, it was kind of hard, but then I had to realize I was a new author. People don't know who I am. I have gratitude for them even giving me a chance. Um, And I know that with time, my reader base is going to get bigger. I say all the time, like, it's authors out here that's hitting number one every time they drop. And I'm like, that's all good and stuff. I ain't taking nothing away from them. I ain't shitting on them and they work. But I just feel like they readers just ain't read my book shit, and my shit is better than theirs. So it's just all about putting myself (laughs) out there.
2: Right, right, right. If you're just tuning in, you're live right here on Tuesdays on Indie Fire with Nikia and published author uh, Monique. I want to jump right into this ride by True Soul Davis. He's out of Cincinnati, Ohio. No, he's not. Columbus, Ohio. This is ride.
0: let All right, that's all you gotta
3: do hey, yo, what's good, it's your boy Jerusalem from the Scarfella Music Group And you on the air with the hottest station, Andy Fire With your host,
1: Lil Timmy and Nakia,
0: Bang. right here on right
1: the c right all the hottest right hip-hop hits, Andy, Fires. Andy Fires. Let's Fire Let's get it, let's get it
2: Let's get it. You're tuned in to another episode of Two Lit Tuesdays right here on Indesire with Nakia and our special guest, published author, Monique. Girl, I had to take a break for a moment. I don't know about you, but my mouth was getting tired. My head was spinning. Something about talking about sex just has me, you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So your writing process, tell me um, how that goes. Like, do you come up with, how do you come up with your characters and and how do you stage the plot how does everything flow together that, that's the
3: funnest part for me so like i'll just literally like my mind just works so crazy like that i'll just literally something to pop in my head um and i write it down in my notebook like i i still use pencil and notebook paper because i like to write like that that's that's one thing that i like to do it makes me think better and makes um, everything flow better because it's like typing is fast and you can trying to keep up and move at a certain speed and stuff like that. But with writing, you got time to collect your thoughts and stuff like that. Um, so that's one thing uh, that brings my cre- creativity out is writing on paper. And then I just get inspiration from like everywhere. Um, I think about a. Different name and write that down, cause I don't want to use the same name as nobody else in their books. I'm just real. It's the Virgo in me, real picky, real peculiar about um, my shit. So I put a lot of research into my books to make sure shit accurate, make sure the shit, make sure shit is legit. Um, so I go in when I'm <laughs> writing my stories.
2: Is it easy for you to write from the opposite sex perspective?
3: Like the opposite sex point of view?
2: Yeah. Um, you a sex scene? Or just in general? Yep. <laughs> sex
3: scenes.
2: I mean,
3: because... um. I get this easy for me to write both, like going from both sides because I'm very familiar with the female body, obviously, Um, and with how it works and, you know, the male G spot, the female G spot and all that other good stuff. So um, when I'm writing, I got the image in my head already of what's going on and what's about to go down. So exactly what's in my head is exactly how I'm I'm putting it um, into words on paper. So whatever that man is doing, I'm writing it down on paper. and. I don't really get stuck or struggle when it comes to writing the man's point of view during a sex scene. I'm just writing a sex scene in my mind. That's just what it is. I'm visualizing what he'll see, like the way her coochie might look or something like that. Like um, it might be shaved. Um, It might have a landing strip. She might have a tattoo close by or a piercing. Her scent, like I'm in his senses as well. And, you know, going from what he's seeing also.
2: I'm so glad. And shout-out, I want to say shout-out just very quickly. Shout-out to my previous co-host. Um, I talk to them damn near every day, both Delshawn and Rich. Um, I'm so damn glad neither one of them is here tonight. I really am. I, I really am. They're embarrassing as hell when it comes to sex, but yes. Um, <laughs> but I'm just in uh, sidebar to that. Uh, you know, next month we will celebrate three years of this show. And or three yeah, three years, nice. three seasons of this show. And Delshawn Mays and I started out, I wanna say six years ago, on another show and kinda of brought that show over here. Well, the day before mm-hmm. we celebrate our third anniversary, Delshawn will be back with me, not as a co host, never again, but as my <laughs> guest. So I'm excited. I'm excited because I've never I've never interviewed him. Um, so, I'm excited. Uh, so, guys, make sure you're tuning in. That's going to be July 16th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, make sure you tune in. Me, check me on Facebook, check me oh, on IG. Oh, um, trust, me. Stuff. trust me. Because Delshawn's a freak, too. So, um, I already know this, this interview is going to be just over the top. I already know. We actually have a, you know what, I we're going to talk about that. We did some shit together a couple of years ago. And he wants to we have a song together, I'll say that. And he wants to remake the song. Um and do a video to the song. The song is triple X raging. I mean it's nasty as hell.
3: But he wants to do a I video love to the song. Songs he like that, video. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he wants this video to be like every bit of the song. So whatever the lyrics are saying that he wants, you know, that to be displayed visually. And I'm thinking, clearly I'm not the one. I'm not the one to be in the video because.
3: How are um, we going to recreate that?
2: (laughs) Right. Right. Plus, I got an ego. You know what I'm saying? I got an ego, and I got a reputation to uphold as well. So I don't think that's going to be for me. But possibly the end of this year, the beginning of next year, Del Mays will be coming out with that video So, and the remake to the song. So I'll talk about that later on in the year. Um, What's an early experience for you uh, where you learned that language had power? So I know that what you write about, but the words that are spoken, when did you realize I've
3: been, that? I've been writing since I knew how to write. So when I got to school and was writing stuff in school and was winning, like, little contests or whatever, poetry contests and stuff like that, and I would get accolades and rewards and little stuff like that, um, that's when it was like, well, damn, just by me writing this, I could stand in front of my class and be, you know, number one for the day and have everybody looking like, oh, she won, and I'm jealous, and I could have that power um, for a short amount of time just by, you know, writing something. Um, And it was just also just because it was always a lot going on in my mind. Um, I always write everything down on paper anyway just because it was just, soothing for me, so I've literally been writing for as long as I can remember, literally as long as I can remember Um, but that's part of the reason why because of the power I feel like um, I had at a young age I could remember that part and then I've dabbled in other stuff as well like um, the, the bios for celebrity DJs, Um, I've written a few songs and things like that Um, the appreciation that people got for your work with words involved and stuff, so it's um, it's a couple of things I guess you would say gives it its perks um, that makes it uh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for makes it easier um, to write. I really get writer's block. I can't even remember the last time I had writer's block.
2: For some reason, I i, I was going to be my next question, but I i can honestly, I think I can believe that. Um, right now, I'm kind of stuck um, because the story that I'm trying to tell is a part of my life um, that has come to closure. But I feel like it needs to be told. I feel like there may be somebody else um, that's gone through or going through the Continue same thing. from it. Um, mm-hmm. But in the same aspect, um, because everything that me and this person went through was just pure. Everything about the relationship was just nasty. Like I'm having a hard time just sitting down and writing about it because, like, I want to call him and be like, "Hey, meet me." You know, what I'm saying, "Hey, can you come over?" And I can't stay focused enough to write. You know what I feel needs to get out. So, um, with that mm-hmm. being said, when you sit down, when you sit down to write a story, um, how do you? stay disciplined
3: and not get distracted. That's the hard part. I get distracted very easily. I have to literally shut myself off in a room um, with no one in there, no distractions and stuff like that, in order for me to really stay focused um, and write without any interruptions. Um, I can do music. That doesn't bother me. My thing is if I'm writing in the mornings, um, I'm going to be smoking, (laughs) and drinking coffee um, and if it's in the evening it's going to be smoking and like some wine or something like that but for the most part as long as I'm in a quiet place with like my kids not running around Um, I got big kids they don't really run around but um, they'll be having they, their phones and videos and stuff put on their phone and noise in the background um, my little favorite tv shows Something might be playing in the background. My, my my family might be watching a movie or something. I'm like, ooh, what's that like? So, um, that's how I get distracted. I do get distracted very easily, but I know I get distracted very easily, so I shut myself off on purpose to make sure, um, I get done what I need to get done.
2: See, my mind runs at like three thousand miles per hour because I'm doing everything I need to do, and everything that I need to do for this person, and for that person, and for the kids, and. You know, so I never have – I'm always distracted, like like always distracted. So I can't sit down and write freely. Now, that shit is going to change very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, like I'm, I'm gathering all um, tidbits of information that each author, you know, presents. And I find that it has helped me, you know, from using outlines, um, from being mm, from so you know, in that food area. You know, from writing in the notebook versus you know having to do everything on the laptop. But I prefer that anyway. To just to write it first and then come back and you know put it where it needs to plug it in where it needs to be plugged in. But mm-hmm. um, you mentioned the kids. Does your family support your career as a writer? Um. Yeah,
3: they know what I do. Um, I write under a pen name for the most part, so that they don't easily find my books. <laughs> Um, and read what's going on. Then, Yeah, but um, they definitely uh, know what I do. They know that their mom writes books. She has books on Amazon. Um, She's got a lot of crazy uh, followers and stuff like that. So they, hip. they know what's going on. They don't know too much about what I write, uh, but they know I write books. They know eventually I'm going to start writing other books as well. Um, I might do children's books one day. Obviously, I won't write under the pen name Monika. It'll be a different pen name. So that right. the books aren't associated. Um, but yeah, I plan on branching out and doing some other stuff um that they will be able to indulge and divulge in.
2: That's what's up. I laughed because um my my business bestie, I threw out four names at her over the weekend and, and we clicked like on the same name. Um, Because I already know, like, my mother's a minister, you know, all the people in my family are are deep, deep, deep in the church, you know, and so there's no way in hell. But I feel like writing is something that I did as a child. Um, It was my way of expressing myself and also my way of not keeping things bottled in. And so now Mm -hmm. that I'm back doing it again, I got a lot of shit that's bottled in that needs to come out. But it's not going to come out wholesome like, you know, Church readers, you know, need to 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 read. So I did mm-hmm. pick my, name. I'm excited as hell because, like, that's all I've been looking at is like my pen name and my logo. I ain't got shit written. I got like three pages written, but I got the, you know the name <laughs> that's of the book. You, that's the name right. That like, makes you girl, official. I'm so excited, yo! I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, now somebody who may be listening now, or somebody who may come back and listen to a playback show, and they're a novice, you know, um artist or I'm sorry damn a novice writer and they classify, you know, under the genre of erotica. Um, what advice would you be able to offer them to get them started or push a little further in this game?
3: Um, just write and don't stop writing. That's the most important part because once a reader gets attached to you, they're gonna wanna always support you. They're gonna wanna support you. They're gonna wanna read everything that you put out. Um Like, I gain new readers literally every day, and they might – like my last book, um, The Side Chick from Hell, His Wife's Worst Nightmare is still in the top 20 for um, downloads on Amazon, and it came out in April. That's because people are hearing about the book. They're reading the book, and the book is so good. Now they're like, okay, well, now I got to go read her other books. I got eight books before that that they ain't never read or never even, you know – seen, but now that they read that one book, they're about to go back and go read my entire catalog. So, it's all about consistency at the end of the day. You don't want to write a book, and it'd be so good, and people really like it, and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for part two, and then part two don't come out for six months or another year, and they're like, wait a minute, what's this? So, I got to go back and read the first book again to remember what happened, because I don't read a 100 books. These readers read a book a day. I don't read a 100 books since that book then came out, 200 books since that book then came out, and I do forgot about this author, I don't forgot about this story. So it's really for real all about consistency. So as long as you write writing, you can't go wrong. Um, and I always take advice and critique and use it to better yourself. My very first book. Um, when I submitted it to the publisher I had then. Her sister was like, your book born. She said it just like that, but I didn't take offense to it because she was the expert and I was the amateur at the time. I'm like, okay, she's about to put me on and teach me something. She told me what to do to change it up. Once I read through it, I'm like, okay, her advice will be because it is much better. So um, just keep writing and take all advice, either from your readers, because your readers will tell you exactly what it is, too, um, how they expect a book to be. So just take all advice, take Um, everything, critiques, and all that, and just keep writing.
2: Hey, now what's good? It's your girl Jana Blackwell, C Town Records, Mistress of Soul, and you're on the air with the hottest independent station, Indie Fire with your host, Nakia, giving you that heat right here on the station, bringing you all of the hottest hip-hop hits, Indie Fire. you hey, are just tuning in. You're live right here on Indie Fire with Two Late Tuesdays uh, with my special guest, uh, published author, Monique. And, of course, I'm Nakia. We're down to the part of the show that I hate. And this is why in August um, we're changing our, our time, all right, Because I feel like I got a lot to talk about. I got a lot of questions to ask. And for some reason, I can't get them done in like 45 minutes. So beginning of August, we will start airing at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, so I can ask everything I want to ask because I'm actually having questions come in right now um, from social media that that you know listeners are wanting me to ask, I guess, but we're out of time. You know what that means? We got to bring her back, right? gotta bring her back. Um, but this is the opportunity or this is the time of the show where I give you the opportunity to go ahead and get all of your social media information out for those who are listening live now, for those who may come back and listen to one of, you know, the playback show um on one of our many, 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 many different platforms. Um uh, the floor is yours to so go ahead and get all of your contact information out.
3: Um uh, so I'm not on Snapchat, I don't do Twitter and all of that. Um I'm on Instagram. <laughs> at Y-A-Y-U underscore boyfriends, and that's spelled B-O-Y-F-R-A-N-S underscore Fave, S-A-V-E underscore writer. Your Boyfriends Fave Writer on Instagram. And, of course, Arthur Monique. On Facebook, very important M O apostrophe N I K because there is someone else out there writing under the name Monique without the apostrophe. And A couple times people inbox me like, um, I read this book and it was cool. And I'm like, nah, that wasn't one of my books, and that's not my name on that book. My name got the apostrophe, so Arthur Mo apostrophe unique um, on Facebook.
2: And so she did mention at the beginning of the show that it's hurricane season where she is, um, the weather is a little bad. So you may not have heard what she just said. So I'm going to repeat all that information for you as best as I can remember. Instagram is your boyfriend Save writer. That's Y-A underscore B-O-Y-F-R-A-N-S underscore F-A-V-E underscore writer. You guys know how to spell that. On Facebook, look for her at Monique. That's m o Apostrophe, N I K. All right. That's it. There you go. Yeah, you're back in now. Uh, make sure you're following the show on all social media platforms. Um, at Indie Fire. That's E N D I F I Y A. Make sure you're following me, the Girl in Motion, on all social media platforms. That's G R L N M O T I O N. Tune in 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday when we have uh, Hip Hop MC out of Philly, Shanice Rachel, uh, back on her latest track that just dropped on Friday. I'm excited um, to be able to debut that to our listening audience. Uh, so make sure you're tuning in, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I do believe that's going to take us out of June. Yes, because next week will be July. All right, so uh, if you can't make every episode, please don't miss every episode and as always i want to leave you with a quote music is a higher revelation than all wisdom and philosophy that's beethoven so until thursday 7 p.m eastern standard time monique thank you so much for being here with me this evening you could have been anywhere thank you you i look forward to having you back again probably august or september when your birthday rolls around um and I definitely yes, look forward I'm to down. seeing you. I'll be down I'll be down in Tampa in October. Um we're actually trying to put together right now an office retreat. Um so planning now for like the second weekend in October. Yes. Oh, I ain't told let nobody me yet. know. Um, other than you know, my business bestie um and I think Fred may know. Um, but yeah, we wanna we're gonna do this uh, the second weekend in October. So um, I'll get all the information to you, and, of course, be looking out, you know, on social media for that information as well.
3: Yes, ma'am. I appreciate it. Thank you. It was fun.
2: You are so very welcome. Uh, Until Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, good night.